0: We'd like to welcome Dave Noonan, an independent environmental campaigner, who's going to talk to us about the environmental impact statement for Roxby Downs that's coming up for review. Welcome to the show, David. Oh, good evening. Yeah, um, the state government's released guidelines for the EIS-level assessment of BHP's proposed Olympic dam mine expansion. Now, um, those guidelines put requirements on BHP to report on a draft EIS a 30-day public consultation period and to hold a public meeting um, and that's likely to occur sometime after mid-2021. Now, they've only got one EIS assessment process and it's meant to satisfy both the the state and federal government legislative requirements Um, but it does seem to be leaving out a few things although the South Australian Minister for Mining uh, in his media release, says that uh, the effect of the proposal on impact communities, including Aboriginal people and the Roxbury Downs community, will be a key consideration of the government's assessment. Um, the, there's not actually much uh, in the EIS that says uh, that they'll pay much attention to any of that, is
1: there? Well, this is, this is BHP, yep. the world's largest mining company. Uh, looking to expand the Olympic Dam... Major copy uranium your own mine are the largest and most influential uh, mining operation in South Australia. Uh, and they've got these authorities, these guidelines for the impact assessment through the Indenture Minister, the the, uh, the Minister for Mining, which is really a conflict of interest in the first place.
0: Uh, right, because of course he's uh, dealing with the uh, original indenture, isn't
1: he? So Olympic Dam, in this modern era, it's surprising that it's still regulated under a 1982 Act of Parliament, an indenture agreement between the, the South Australian government and the then uh, corporate operators of Olympic Dam. Those terms of the agreement, that indenture still bind how the South Australian government regulates uh, the operations of Olympic Dam. So some uh, near 40 years later, we're still getting outdated legal privileges to BHP's vested mining interests, uh, being the determinant of environmental protection standards and operational procedures, including uh, a key issues around workers' safety in terms of radiation exposure at Olympic dam.
0: Now, that original indenture actually covered a a large area of South Australia, didn't it?
1: It's referred to as the Stuart Shelf area, which covers some, uh, I think, 12,000 square kilometres, about 1% of the total area of SA. That comes under this special brief of legislation where uh, BHP essentially have rights to override all of the other legislation in South Australia in terms of uh, process, standards, uh, procedures and interests. They have a standalone act, this Indenture Act from 1982, that gives them legal privileges over what any other mining company would operate under in our state. Hmm.
0: Well, um, let's have a look at the three key issues I think that uh, people would be concerned about. Um, I mean, The first one is, is the question of um, Aboriginal rights. Are they protected under this indenture?
1: Well, no, they're certainly not protected. They are um, adversely impacted by the indenture. The indenture actually specifically overrides Aboriginal heritage issues, and not just in overriding the, the current Aboriginal Heritage Act, but it implements terms of a, an earlier South Australian legislation for Aboriginal heritage. That doesn't apply now in any other part of the state in any other term or respect. It's, it's considered to, be, um, to to have been repealed other than in its operation through the indenture. And BHP has, even in that case, specifically overridden some of the key protection measures that are written, were written into that earlier Act. Uh, So BHP have a unique standalone arrangement to take precedence over Aboriginal heritage in South Australia, uh, and that includes a range of matters, whether it's um, physical heritage protection in terms of cultural interest, and it also extends potentially to their impacts on uh, spiritually and culturally significant springs of the graduation basin water system.
0: Well, at, at its very base, uh, it certainly doesn't recognise uh, Aboriginal rights to free, prior and informed consent, which is how it was phrased by the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples back in uh, 2007, does it?
1: Well, they're not alone in that case, though. The um, the, South, the Australian government, the, the then Howard government, actually voted against that uh, Declaration of Indigenous Peoples' Rights by the UN back in, I think it was 2001. And the Australian Federal Parliament has never enacted that uh, recommendation of the UN to give free, prior and informed consent as a a right to Indigenous people around the world, Uh, Australia has failed to implement or to recognise that UN declaration. So in in the view of BHP, it wouldn't apply here.
0: So so how is it the South Australian Minister for Mining uh, in his media release says it'll look at the effect of the proposal on impacted communities, including Aboriginal people and the Roxby Downs community, and that that'll be a key consideration of the government's assessment?
1: Well they will look at those impacts That's there are uh, guidelines set some by the state government and some by the federal government that require BHP to carry out certain studies to make certain reports as part of a draft environmental impact statement that's likely to come back from the company uh, perhaps mid next year uh, but the that the matters are that the, the overarching legal uh, governance of the Olympic down mine gives these standalone legal privileges to BHP so whatever the, the assessment report may find in the in the final outcome, BHP re- retain key vested interests and privileges overall at the South Australian legislation that should be there to, to protect the public interest and particularly the, the rights and interests of our fellow Indigenous Australians. Mm.
0: Um, well, there's another interest that you'd think would have been of considerable concern to uh, unions, and, and that's the question of the radiation exposure standards, uh, because they're talking about still using outdated 1991 era standards.
1: that's certainly the case. Um, While the South Australian government are are now starting to conduct this impact assessment of the expansion of Olympic Dam through underground uh, uranium mining and copper mining, um, the the South Australian Minister for Environment is bringing a bill to the South Australian Parliament to update uh, a Radiation Protection and Control Act from 1982. And it's a a bit of a travesty on all previous South Australian governments that that act hasn't been updated since 1982. However, the minister who's... uh, one could acknowledge, has said that it's essential that modern and effective legislation covers mining and all aspects of radiation use. And has said how vital it is uh, in in order to minimise the risk to the health and safety of our community. The the Minister has not uh, sought to reform the outdated sections of the Act that relate to uranium mining and milling, to uh, mineral processing in South Australia. And specifically, the, the Minister has not sought to reform the sections of the Act that direct Uh, the specific occupational radiation exposure standards and limits that operate in South Australia at Olympic Dam and in uranium mining and mineral processing across the state. And they're based on uh, 1991-era standards that are written into national codes, and it's well understood that there's a high degree of inertia at the international and at national levels uh, in failure to uh, reform and modernise those worker radiation exposure standards. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really unacceptable that uh, a 1982 set of legislation uh, imposing 1991 standards should be presented to Parliament now in the 2020s. It's certainly not fit for 20, for the 2020s in terms of uh, worker radiation protection. Mm.
0: It's, it's ironic because BHP actually gave a commitment uh, uh, around uh, 2011 uh, during a, 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 an earlier EIA assessment of uh, an earlier mine expansion um, to limit workforce radiation exposure doses to less than half the limits set in the international national and South Australian codes um, and they to quote them BHP would comply with internationally acceptable radiation limits for workers in the public and would set a goal of maintaining doses at less than 50% of the internationally acceptable limits for workers I presume that less than 50% of the international acceptable limits for workers um, is uh, far less than the, the, the current uh, limits they've got.
1: Well, the, the current so-called limit is, allows legal exposure of workers to ionising radiation up to, uh, it, it's termed as, 20 millisieverts per year. Back, as you said, in 2009 to 2011, BHP gave what they said was a commitment, um, a safeguard they described it as, Hmm. to ensure that no worker would be exposed to more than half of that. So essentially they were saying that 10 would be the maximum. However, the the bill before Parliament uh, fails to contain even that commitment. We we should acknowledge that a decade later, uh, there is really strong medical evidence to show that ionising radiation, certainly that there's no safe level of exposure to ionising radiation, and that the workers at Olympic Dam, uh, particularly the underground workers, are at a, they do face a significant risk of an increased cancer risk. And not only that, more recent information, particularly from 2015 on, has shown that uh, uranium work, industry workers face somewhat double, uh, actually, the radiation health impacts from cancer risks alone. There are a range of other significant health impacts that I know I radiation causes to the human body, other than the more acknowledged risks of, of cancer. Um, it, it's, it's not acceptable that we should have the South Australian Parliament looking to legislate 1991 standards in legislation, what is said now to be a new act for radiation protection uh, through the 2020s. Hmm.
0: So what, what sort of level would be acceptable internationally
1: uh, in the modern day? Well, they, part of the problem is the nuclear industry, the uranium mining industry, have contributed to this inertia at the international and national standards and codes. So the, the, the standards that operate around the world are uh, just broadly outdated. Um, it, it's certainly the case that the medical evidence has moved far ahead of what the radiation protection standards that apply in Australia and internationally. And we, we, so we've been calling on the South Australian government as part of bringing this bill to Parliament to modernise this legislation. They should be having a public review. Let the medical experts determine what the appropriate safety standards are. And it's a difficult task because essentially there's acknowledgement there is no safe level of exposure to ionising radiation in uranium mining. Um, As an example, the current maximum is uh, an average of 20 millisieverts a year. BHP gave a commitment to a maximum of 10, but they haven't honoured that commitment. They dropped the commitment when their proposed open pit mine operation at Olympic Dam can go ahead. So they don't see that commitment as as, uh, part of their current um, arrangements at Olympic Dam. It it was back in 2003 that an independent European Committee for Radiation Risk recommended a maximum of 5 millisieverts a year. So the, the the State Minister for Environment has brought a bill to Parliament uh, looking to impose a national code that is some twice what BHP even considered back a decade ago and is four times what an independent European committee uh, recommended back in 2003. And the, the bill goes even further, though. The bill actually prohibits the application of a more stringent, safer standard in South Australia than is set in these outdated national codes. It, it even specifically has a section that Uh, that governs Olympic Dam, called Schedule 1, where they've uh, specifically prohibited the application of a a safer, more stringent standard in the operations of Olympic Dam than they know are set in these outdated national codes. Hmm.
0: And uh, there's a third issue that comes up, uh, and that's concern about uh, water use, uh, because they're looking at expanding uh, uh, use of water from the uh, spring ecosystem in the Great Artesian Basin.
1: Um, it's a BHP are calling uh, for a right to take uh, an average of 50 million litres of uh, fragile fossil, essentially, graduation basin water a day, every day for the next 25 years. They want that as a, a priority right to operate, to be given to their mining company, um, over, over any other rights uh, to water access and extraction by any other operator, whether that's the pastoral industry or... Um, whether that's Aboriginal interests in terms of protecting the uh, unique and fragile uh, ecologically and culturally significant uh, springs that are uh, throughout a significant part of uh, around, Lake the South, for instance, on on Indigenous country, Arabana people's country. Um, So so BHP want to very significantly increase the amount of water they take from the Gratitation Basin and that that there are limits being placed by the South Australian government on how comprehensive how the uh, assessment may be The South Australian government talks about only assessing the incremental increase in water extraction where joint environment groups and others have been very clear from early last year that to be credible there has to be a comprehensive uh, assessment of all of the impacts across the entire Olympic Dam operation, not just existing operations which were sanctioned some decades ago under outdated standards even then. Uh, But the the entire operations existing and proposed have to be part of a comprehensive impact assessment. Otherwise, it simply doesn't have any credibility and can't stack up.
0: Mm. Now, uh, obviously, various environmental groups are are concerned about the water use and its effect on mound springs. Um, And they're also concerned about uh, the question of the traditional owners and, and, and how they're treated. And I would think that the medical fraternity are also concerned about the uh, radiation risks. Um, So currently there's uh, this uh, assessment process taking place. Can people put in submissions to that assessment process? Will they be.
1: Well, yes, the the assessment isn't open for submissions as yet. Mm. Uh, What would happen in this case? um, In the previous example, the South Australian government allowed public submissions on the guidelines process itself, but they haven't in this case. The guidelines have been set. By the, by the Mining Minister, who's also the Indenture Minister governing Olympic Dam through these outdated legal privileges. So that, as I said, that's a conflict of interest to the role of the Mining Minister. Um, and the opportunity for public submissions is deferred off until perhaps mid-next year, mm-hmm. when BHP will come back with a proposed draft environmental impact statement, and the, the government may then allow 30 days of public consideration and input on, on that proposal from the company. We would certainly look for people to express their concern to members of the Parliament, particularly in the Legislative Council, the upper house of the South Australian Parliament. The bill, uh, what's so-called Radiation Protection and Control uh, Act for 2020, is before the Legislative Council at present, and it could be debated as early as this week, but certainly over the course of June. It's expected that the state government would want to try and pass this legislation. Uh, We've called on all of the parties and the, the members of the South Australian Legislative Council to uh, commit to a public inquiry into this radiation protection and control bill, uh, that they should commit to key amendments to the bill. And some of those amendments should have to go to a commitment to modernise and reform these outdated uh, 1991-era so-called standards and limits for uh, workers' radiation exposure. And they should certainly get rid of the constraints that prevent the application of a more stringent, safer standard in South Australia. Uh, Perhaps the review could be held after those specific amendments have been made to the Act um, and it may involve, it could certainly involve national medical advice and other as really significant review of, of those worker safety protection issues. But there's a range of other matters that are of concern in this bill. Um, there's a whole section called Schedule 1 that relates to Olympic Dam under its old term of the Roxby Downs and Venture, the, what's called mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the joint companies that then operated the mine back in, in the, the early 1980s. And these are a set of outdated legal privileges that essentially are just being repeated from the old Act from 82. They're being rolled over and reapplied now in 2020. And the problem is that they're simply unfit for the 2020s. Uh, There are conditions in Schedule 1 that prevent the minister from varying or changing conditions of approval under the radiation protection issues that apply to Olympic Dam uh, unless BHP concur with those changes. BHP retain a right under this current legislation before the parliament to bring in external arbitration to contest any strengthened condition that the minister might choose to place on BHP's operations. And it's even written into the bill that the minister is bound to agree to the decision of an external arbitrator if uh, BHP disagree with, with any of the proposed strengthening of safety terms and conditions under which the mine operates in terms of radiation protection and control issues. It's an extraordinary, you'd say, abrogation of ministerial executive power and responsibility from the state government to uh, this private operator, BHP, the world's largest mining company, that they and, uh, and some external arbitrator arbitrator unnamed, that they would have a hand in appointing, should be able to uh, have priority decision over that of the minister himself in terms of what standards and conditions might be applied to the mine operation. Mm.
0: Now, I know, David, you've written up a number of uh, notes and briefing papers uh, on this issue of the uh, Olympic Dam uh, uh, assessment, EIS assessment. If people want to get copies of those, where can they find them?
1: Well, perhaps we could arrange the, to have a note applied to the 3D Environment Show website. Do you, do you have that option? We could yeah, put we the can do that. URL for Friends of the Earth Australia's Olympic Dam page on there. And people could access then a set of half a dozen key issue briefing papers that were prepared on behalf of the joint national and state environment groups. There are three submissions that I was the lead author of there um, to the federal government throughout the course of last year. And a key set of recommendations that the joint environment groups have placed on Olympic Dam, uh, as a, essentially as a strategic guide to the public interest issues that apply, not just in the existing operations, but in the proposed expansion issues
0: tremendous and uh, we'll put a copy of this interview uh, up on our uh, archive site as well uh, so people can uh, have a listen and uh, have a look at the papers. Um, what's the, the thing you most want people to do at the moment? Contact their upper house members of parliament?
1: Well I think it's certainly the case that both BHP and the state government have questions to answer over particularly over worker safety in uh, ionizing radiation exposure and it would be very helpful if people were to contact particularly uh, the state members of the Legislative Council, all of whom are supposed to represent all of South Australians. They don't have individual local electorates. They're elected across the whole state. And we could well ask them, how long should SA have to wait to reform and update these outdated uh, 1991-era radiation protection standards for workers' safety?
0: Hmm. All right, David, many thanks for the information and the details and the work you've put into uh, writing up these briefing papers. We'll uh, put in a link to them so people can uh, access their own copies and uh, hopefully act accordingly. Thanks a lot thanks for talking to so us. I don't to
1: look forward to, to some change and reform in how radiation issues are addressed at Olympic Dam, perhaps even over the course of June. It'd
0: be a lovely idea, wouldn't it?